Hello, everybody. The inventory. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, I hope it's Drew hosted episodes. Right there, yeah. always Drew. Go great. Drew, I'm not that drunk. Hey, inventory. <laughs> Honestly, I was dead sober, and that happened to me last time. So. Hello, everybody. The Edmonton Oilers suck despite having McDavid and Dreisaitl. This is the Brews and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by whatever the uh, the PWHL. I, I, Oliver, great I don't, question. You're, great question. PWHL diehards. I'm glad PWHL you're PWHL Boston diehards. <laughs> I'm glad you're as confused as I are. If that didn't give it away, we have Oliver Antone on the podcast. We also have Chris. We also have Cam. It's a full house, uh, just like the that show um, with Danny Tanner. Anyway, uh, I'm Danny Tanner. We have uh, <laughs> we have uh, uh, Stamos, whatever his name is. I'm going to skip all that. DraftKings, uh, Raycon, I think, is still with us this month. Probably not next month. Um, <laughs> they they tend to go on it's and really off. It's really an on and off relationship. It, it's fitting we have. for the dupage, you know. You can't be you can't be duping twelve months a year. It's like a yeah. six month max kind of thing. Uh, we get duped all the time by them. Anyway, um, yeah, Oliver, welcome aboard. It's been too long. Um, you got you got anything to drink there? showcase yeah so I'm, I'm attempting a brews and bruins first i'm gonna mix my drink while i'm here because oh. i got in late so <laughs> oh, yeah. uh this is not gonna be an adult well we're gonna put the the cherry vodka uh in that's probably a shot that's more than a shot it's fine it's a friday night i don't have jack to do tomorrow Jeez. and we're gonna uh, we're gonna toss the spread in to make a cherry limeade so off the bat this is definitely gonna pass the drew test so oh, yeah we're coming in on a strong start there. Now, of course, taste is going to be the fun one. Yeah, it's all right. I'm going a, I'm to a give it a 17 out of 37. I think I'm going to give it a nice Milan Lucic out there. Uh, and uh, on drinkability, I'm going to give it an 11, give it a nice Trent Frederick, give it uh, some reliability on the third line, I think is what it what, what it'll be, because I didn't have any beer in the fridge. Respectable. All right. Ooh, I, I see Chris has has a glass. Well, yeah, I got a 16-ouncer. This is uh, my the classic Montucky cold snack. Let's see how I do with uh, comparing it to the last three to five times I rated it on this show. Um, drinkability. It's like a 35. That is super drinkable. That's like, that's just what I want to be drinking when I'm sitting out in the sun. It, it may be San Diego fall, but we still got the sun here. Um, tasteability. There's not a lot of taste going on, but it does have like a, a pleasant beer flavor to it. It's not, it's for sure. And, uh, a good drinking beer so give it like a 13 drinkability we'll go charlie coil or uh, tasteability sorry 
Nice. Cam. Cameron Hasbrook. Or nice. Cam Hasbrook. I don't know if your full name's Cameron or not. It is, yeah. Okay. Awesome. We've known each I other mean, for I'm pretty four sure, years. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen my own birth certificate, actually. I've been going by that for a while. But what if it's just Camerones? What if it's just nothing to do with Cameron? That'd be wild. All right. I think we can find this out now. Give us your first and last name, your social security uh, yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. So my social security number is <laughs> redacted. You can bleep that in there later. Um, all right. I've got a road trip New England IPA from Newport Craft Brewing Company and distilling, apparently. I guess they do both, uh, obviously, in Newport, Rhode Island, based on the name. First of all, some great can art here, kind of like an old style map. You know, nice green color. I don't know if I think of green when I think of Rhode Island, but that's a good can. Um, shouts to old maps. <laughs> and all maps. Old all maps. the maps. Yeah. Every map. You guys ever seen that Map Men YouTube channel? They got some good videos. Anyway, <laughs> no free ads except for the Map Men. <laughs> uh, drink a This is a good beer, first of all. New England IPA. Done right. You know, that's how you know it's made in Rhode Island and not Connecticut. If it were Connecticut, it would be all wrong. But uh, nice and hazy here. Um, fairly citrusy, which I like in a New England IPA. I feel like, you know, they're, they're really hoppy a lot of the time. You want a little bit of that citrusiness to kind of balance it out. A good color as well. Drinkability going to be pretty high. Not overly hoppy. A lot of grapefruit notes I'm getting in there. I'm going to say drinkability is about a 23 not bad for a New England IPA tasteability, definitely up there. I'm gonna put that in about a about a thirty-one, maybe thirty-one and a half. It's been a while since we've really thrown a wrench into our rating system, so you might as well have some fun with it. Drew, I, like it. I saw what you got there. I like it. Oh yeah, I got myself another pumpkin down east. Um, I've I've reviewed this a few times on the pod, so it won't take too much time. Drinkability thirty-seven. Um, tasteability 37, as Lancey would say, 37s all around. Shouts to uh, what P- Patrice Bergeron, Ber- whatever that guy is. I, I think I he's he a women's hockey advocate, Patrice Bergare. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He, he put the video out today. I love that. Um, speaking of which, uh Oliver, we've wanted to have you on for a while, but to be honest, we had no fucking clue what was going on, and we don't know nope. if you did either. <laughs> no, so we we talked in June about me coming on to talk about free agency, and we kind of were like, yeah, we'll, we'll wait until they announce Demps, is what we were going to like wait. I mean, we knew Dempsey was already signed, but like, I, we were, I was waiting on something, because I knew an announcement was coming for a bigger player. Um and I was just kind of like, we'll wait until then, and then we'll do it. We'll talk about how how good things are going to be. And then they were like, nope, fuck you. There is no team. <laughs> just a big never mind. <laughs> now, so, you know, normally I come on with a, you know, I can do my rating system off of numbers, but it would hurt me too much to rank anything a 14 out of 14 uh, at this time. And just... <laughs> I, I can't give you anybody else's number. Uh, Hillary and I will end up being 21. And there you go. That's what I can tell you. Montreal Echo, Jillian Dempsey, or whatever. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, um, makes, uh, but we got makes me very sad. A long sip there as we yeah. Montreal, Jillian Dempsey. Sponsored by The Long Drink. Shouts to Karask. 
<laughs> no, um, no free ads. No free ads. Sorry. No, no free ads for Tuka Rask. Only for long drink. Um, uh, but we do have something to talk about, at least in terms of the PWHL. Uh, or I guess I suppose a few things. Uh, but one of the most, uh, you know, foremost, these, these jerseys has been what's kind of been the buzz. Um, you guys have any thoughts on the jerseys? Especially, we'll start with Boston. Let's do like a whole rundown of Boston's uniform before we jump into the rest. They're all the same. I know. I I was teeing that up. It's fine. You know, my job, especially with diehards, is to get people hyped, get people excited. And, you know, the hardest process, part of this process has been like, that being that transitional, trying to be that transitional piece going from PHF to PW because they didn't let the teams themselves do that. It would have been so easy to just let the pride six and ribs accounts ease everybody into this. And they didn't. And they kind of left us ribs nation and a couple of others sitting there to kind of ease this process in. So, you know, you have to tweet things out. Like these are clean. These are great. And, yeah, and I like them. I think the greens look really good. I think yeah. that the gray as the lettering is a good call. I think Diagonal was right. I, I loved our black uniforms, but I didn't love that the Boston was kind of straight on and looking right at me. I, I like the Diagonal. The whites look like a practice jersey for a beer <laughs> link. For sure. I So I, I liked them a lot more when I hadn't seen the other ones. Uh, they're all, it's, it's just a template and they all used the same template and just swapped in different colors. Um, totally fine. As long as it's a placeholder. Uh, I think the colors are pretty sick. So holy shit. It just started raining. All right. It rains in California. I, I wasn't Ooh, ready for it. Yeah. It might hit here yeah. in about 24 hours. No, that's not how weather works. It'll hit me in 24 hours with only you guys in 48. <laughs> so, oh. I, I don't want to be the, the party pooper here. I don't want to bring down the rain on Chris's house and our parade, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to say I feel like they kind of fumbled this pretty big, to be honest with you. I feel like, uh, I think just to not, like, to not have any branding marketing that's a big part of a new league right is to get people excited when, when they haven't we don't even have really full rosters yet to, to be excited about a brand and a logo and an identity and, and to start to build that culture around it and to to come out and try to especially I, I think the wider context here where it's you go back to the phf i think that league especially with where they were at had some really incredible branding i really like the boston prides branding i think minnesota's is great i think new york's is really good um and to be the league that is coming in and merging obviously these two women's leagues that were here before and to say you know all right this is we're going to finally be the one that is giving you know the professional level that these players deserve and then to pretty much immediately turn around and be like but we don't have any logos or branding ready and we're going to spend a year with kind of generic placeholders and it just to me it sends the wrong signal. And like I, you know, I'm obviously gonna be a fan of this league regardless. And like I wanna, I'm gonna support it obviously. But 
It's just, to me, it feels like if you're trying to, you know, you get one chance to make the first impression. If you're trying to prove that you are going to be in a different league and that you are going to have higher standards than have been there in the past, but you can't figure out branding in, in, in the first, for, for the first season, it's just, to me, it feels like a miss. And I hope, you know, I, I, I hope they get it right eventually a year from now, but to come in year one and, and have like, you know, it, it feels like it's like the EA sports where it's like you're trying to design a jersey and you just like have the templates that are there. And I just feel like they could have done a little bit more from a marketing side. And, you know, again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes as far as what team staff is looking like at this point. Obviously, it's so easy or early rather. So who knows what kind of marketing teams are filled out right now, things like that. But to me, it's just a, a, a missed opportunity to get people excited about this before it starts. And 100, 100%, 100% agree. I do have to say, I was on the press conference with Stan and Jaina a couple of days ago, and they did a good job of putting my mind at ease a bit when saying we opted to focus on things like medical staff and getting the facilities ready, players signed, all these things to make sure that play happened in January. And he very much put it that if we wanted to play in January, something had to be sacrificed. And it's clearly they didn't want to make I'll say it, mistakes that the NWHL made in their first season where look at the Dena Lang situation. While the medical staff at Gillette Stadium was fine, could more have been done beforehand or getting her off the ice or a lot of things. You can't change the paralysis, and it is a true tragedy of what happened to Dena. I'm not denying that in the slightest. But it's something that is avoidable now, or at least they're better prepared for that being said, you can have your cake and eat it too. And I appreciate that they sat there and said, we were ready to go with these team names and some other stuff two weeks ago, but we hired somebody new in marketing and I wanted them to look over it. Cool. Maybe that means we won't get shafted with Boston Wicked. <laughs> That's an SEO nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I pray. And things like Echo and oh i'm just but you can have your cake and eat it too you could have come up with something i mean part of it did not help to drop as many phf staff members as you did it's great i'm glad that they've brought people in from the nfl and the nba the wnba to be part of these executive staffs and be like yeah we can do this we're bringing in the right people same time maybe bringing people that know something about the cities I mean, for starters, they, Stan actively said he doesn't know why they picked the colors they picked. Look, he looked us in the eyes and told us, don't know why the fuck Boston's blue. Or blue, God. Don't know why they're green. But they are. We want it to be everything to be distinct and different. Like, cool, man, but you could have given them a name. It just... Gosh, you know, like Boston, I was talking with Colleen Corn. I, I hope she's okay with me <laughs> saying this a lot, but I was talking with her, former president of the Pride, and we both were in agreement that Boston Legends would have been so much better of a name, just off the dome. You want to honor the history of Boston, the history of sports, the history of hockey in this town, go something like Boston Legends, and already you're, I like that better than Boston Wicked, but it, it was so easy. You could have had your cake and eat it too. Yeah, I think 
I, I mean, just looking at the jerseys alone, and honestly, I brought it up and then realized this it's from an article from Jespo Mosto. Good, good, I was going to say friend of the pod, but very good friend of us and then also <laughs> a friend of the pod. Um, and, like, yeah, I think it, it's just so cookie cutter. And, like, the league itself, it's, it's really, it feels like a misstep or just like a bad first step, I don't know, in terms of, of branding and all that. And I, I know it's going to come along and those are the better thing. Uh, it, it's better to sacrifice that for, like you said, all of our medical staff and facilities and getting them on the ice. But um, it, it's yeah. definitely not like a great look for the league itself that you don't have the branding in place. And also it pains me to say this, but those Montreal aways look really great because they are the off-white color. They're like that cream sand color. And so I really cool. like the Montreal jerseys, and I freaking hate that, but I do. And Jillian Dempsey is going to look great in them, 100%. Yeah. But it's also, going back to the stuff that's sacrificed for facilities, I have to say it's great that every facility is branded. Boston released their, their tour of their facility, and it is amazing, and it looks great. NW season one, non-existent. Not CW, non-existent. PWHL Ottawa, they showed the construction of part of their locker room. And they built these locker rooms for these players, which is amazing. They And if there were facilities that they felt like didn't have what was up to snuff, they made it up to snuff. And some of that included building entire locker rooms in, 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 in Ottawa's case. And some of it included modifying it in other places. I don't know. Stan didn't say, but he said it. And then immediately... Ottawa posted their thing, and I was like, oh, cool. They were one of the ones that they built. That branding being there is nice. They took a page out of the Ribs book, and, and the Ribs playing an American Dream, and plastered the branding at where they're going to practice and where they're going to play. Great. But you're so cookie-cutter that all of them are just the same kind of thing. I'm glad that they're branded, but it's the same branding. How do you feel this sense of pride, no pun intended, for your team? And that's just it's one of those things you want to, you want to take back and look at it. Let's, let's pin to me. Let's, let, let's look at my story of how I got into the NWHL in season one. So two years moved from leaving Rhode Island. I'm two years out of new England, uh, catch wind of this league starting up, find the, the there's teams and find that there is between Boston and Connecticut. And I've told this story. I don't know if it was on this pod or tonight in the PWHL or, or, you know, well, at least I'm getting the branding right before the season starts. <laughs> but tonight in the NWHO, tonight in the PHF, that when it came down to it, being from New England, I had two choices in Boston or Connecticut, and I resonated more with Boston. Both were very good, and by the time I joined, Connecticut was the undefeated team. So I looked at it. I loved the Prads branding. I loved everything about it. And when you're coming down to you want people to trust you and you want to pick this, Pride, dope name. Season one logo, still my favorite logo in the PHF of all time. The Ribs logo is a close second, but I stand by. Boston Pride, season one and two logo. Chef's Kiss should have been brought back this year. And that that was it. The, the jerseys were sick. The gold jerseys, they weren't black. So that was the thing, because you sit there and you're like, oh, well, they're just going off of the Bruins scheme. No, they were yellow. They were gold. They were sick. That was the first one I bought. I bought the gold one. Like, my favorite still was the whites from season two. I mean, they were just so clean. But it's that branding that made me pick Boston over Connecticut, hands down. I mean, I roughly had an idea of who Hillary Knight and these players were. I'm not saying that I didn't, but that's what made me pick it. I liked the whale branding, too, but I thought the Pride did it better. 
you're asking fans to trust you now. And the PWHL is in this, nah, bro, just trust us because we're the only league. Trust us. And it's a problem because you have already ripped out and stomped on a lot of these people's hearts. And every reply that we see is that it's going to be hard to trust this new league. And then you don't give them something to trust you with. So even if they meet their deadline and introduce team names without logos by the start of the season, have you garnered that trust? And they said that they're fine playing in non-sold-out arenas on a Tuesday night. Okay, cool. Good. But how is it going to feel if you open a, and it's a mostly empty arena in Minnesota because nobody can get behind them and you slander the Whitecaps name and you're not, you, you slander the oldest professional women's hockey team around champion in two leagues, survivor of three leagues, or I guess of two leagues, but Nonetheless, you slandered Minnesota's name and then you're not coming back with anything. But you're coming back with a similar color scheme. You're saying, trust us. But don't. Because we're not going to go with white caps. We're going to go with... I don't even remember what Minnesota's was. (laughs) Purple caps. Lakes. Yeah. Sorry, that was a big tangent for just jerseys. No, but I think that... Guyvers. No, you go. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think that's that's kind of what it gets down to. Is like it's it is a trust, like it's you know what I mean. And 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 again, it comes back to you have one chance to make a first impression. And like, let's be honest, as shitty as it is, and like in the United States, professional women's sports are fighting an uphill battle to start. Just it, we live in a pretty sexist country. We've seen the WNBA and the NWSL thrive recently, and the NWSL just secured a incredibly massive uh, investment from ESPN. So there's obviously a blueprint to make this work. Um, yeah, hopefully we get the team in Boston soon. It sounds like finally. I don't know how it's been fucking this long since the breakers. But anyway, um, the point is that you you need to come out and like, and as terrible as it is, there is like an extra onus on you to like prove that you can, that you can stick around and you can do this. And we've seen it work. And to me, it's just like, I don't know. I have a harder time believing that like those types of leagues would do this. And again, it's not the end of the world. This jersey's is branding, but at the end of the day, it is your first impression. And it's just, you know, you're asking again, fans and, and people who are already emotionally involved in these organizations to trust you while you're having trouble rolling out any kind of branding identity for a new team. It's just, you know, it's, I get that they are focusing on other things. To me, that sounds a little bit like some crafty PR, you know? That's it, a good, so that's one, I would believe point. that more if they didn't already have team names that they had reserved the rights to. Yeah. <laughs> kind of putting out feelers saying, yeah. hey, like, well, I wonder what people are going to think about these. And then when they were some, just immediately roasted, uh, kind of went back on that. Um, now I, they're being reviewed. And I, I do trust that they probably hired her and they hired her around the exact same time that these names leaked. I I, just, I have a hunch she got in the office and was like immediately with this PR nightmare of like, really? I I do trust that they're going to be smart about stuff like that. Uh, gauging public opinion and, you know, making sure that there's some acceptance of names around here. But it's also tough that, you know, anytime, uh, even in like the NHL, anytime like a New Jersey drops, someone like our buddy Sean will go in and make a better version of it like right away. 
and then mm -hmm. post it on Twitter or whatever Twitter is now. And everyone's like, oh, those are sick. Like, look at these. Why couldn't they have done these? And I saw a bunch of versions of those for, for Boston and stuff. Like, there are people out here you can hire to do this. And it's like, it's not going to require such an investment of capital that you can't also hire medical staff. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. Like, it's just, and core, it was, but, and the problem is that they're definitely not involving as many people from the PHF. There are enough people being involved and there are enough people rejoining staffs now that you can see it. And I've loved the shift in marketing because when the first few PHF players were signed, they're just kind of like, I can't, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the first, it might've been Lev, but they're just kind of like, Amanda Levier is a goalie and will be joining <laughs> P PWHL Minnesota. And the difference between this and the end of when Taylor Gerard got announced, Taylor Gerard's a bad one, but when Freddie got announced, it was two-time Isabel Cup champion, and I think they noted Defender of the Year, too. Yeah. It's the little things like that of not saying, hey, this thing didn't exist. Yes. Yeah. Well, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Gable as well. They said, hey, this is PHF MVP Lauren Gable. Yeah. And that's it's so they're they're getting better. I'm not going to say that, that it's all bad, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with almost all of your points, but you get but to get back to my initial point of core, who's designing the, the diehards new logo, we kind of had to switch to green eventually, but they're making a our logo and they would make a great like they've done it they've made goalie tender it court has done great things for the phf so much so that the preds have reached out and asked them to do things and it'd just be so easy to ask someone like them to make a jersey to make task core hey you've done these things you know boston you have been a boston fan you have done things for NHL teams glance this over. But by the way, like absolutely one of those accounts that I was talking about where uh, that's at arson and hockey on Twitter, but where like if something comes out, there's always uh, they're making a, a better version of it. Um, but also incredible artist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something I was going to say, it's been mentioned a couple of times, kind of like the trust in like the league itself and in, in regards to the branding and stuff, you really want them to come out swinging and it's been a little bit of a misstep, but I trust that the product on the ice is going to still remain awesome because you have just the most talented women in hockey playing. You could have, you could have six more teams and the product is going to be great. You could have 30 teams and the products is going to be great because there's just so much depth there, but like, this is the, best of the best in, in hockey and like i i'm excited to see just the games unfold like no matter what the jerseys are no matter what the team names are like it's going to be great competitive hockey and i am hoping it, it can stick with the like the boston pride we're sticking with the hey boston sports are sick this is championship city let's go you know um i'm really excited montreal's power play is going to have Jillian Dempsey dishing the puck to Marie Philippe Poulin. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's fucking awesome and horrifying as it's a It's mean. 
but holy shit, that's going to be so cool. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycom products right now and save up to 50% because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before. Um, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like the Everyday Earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra-filters the water into your tap against chloride and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50%. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets. For betting just $5 on hockey, that's code THPN. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm... I, I'm excited to see how this goes, especially, like I said, like the Boston team and like the tradition we have here in Boston of even if you're not the champion, you're competitive, you got a winning record. Well, I guess, you know, the Pats and the Sox have fucked that up. So I guess it, it's going it's going downhill quick. We need somebody to step in and say, hey, we're, we still got it. No, um, Shohei Otani's coming to the Red Sox. So yeah. we'll be good. Among the Braves are clearing so much space. I can't 100% convert. <laughs> I'd love it, but didn't he just say uh not to make this a baseball podcast? But no, I think socks he just and said, sake. 
I think he I think he just narrowed down his teams to the uh what was the Red Sox, the uh Dodgers and Rangers. Oh yeah, all right. But besides oh, but, I need to do Googling right now because this is true. I I mean this you never know on Twitter anymore who is uh, like an actual account reporting legitimate things, but um I thought I saw it from multiple places. I see uh, one team appears to be out. Let's see. But to 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 to, to, to um, fill us in on this camera when you get it, but you know to <laughs> to get to the hockey of it. I mean, yeah, Boston team is stacked. New York is that Boston and New York are going to be two very good teams, which is great because New York hasn't had a good team in a while and a lot of things. And the ribs were always kind of middle of the pack. They always felt like this would be the year to get over the hump, and then they wouldn't. I mean, and it's not their fault, Boston would come in and punch them in the face to start the season, and then as they'd regain their bearings, Toronto would skate in and punch them in the face again. And it just would suck because they they should be contender or they should have been contenders year after year. Um I think that they really had a chance this year after signing McKenna Brand and Kaylee Fratkin. I think they had a chance to bolster some of those weaknesses. But New York New York is gonna be good. Your top three is probably going to be Boston. Or New York might finish first, but Boston, New York, Montreal are going to be that top three. But there's going to be so much parity in this league that Toronto has a really good shot. Minnesota is interestingly because they have Kendall Coyne Schofield, but I, I don't love how that roster is built. I mean, they have great goaltending and they have uh, Kendall Coyne, so I'm not going to say they're going to be bad, but. They're one of the teams that I'm looking at. Them in Ottawa, where I'm kind of like, you didn't have a great draft after your initial free agent signings. And poor Ottawa has to come into this in the only market that didn't have a team last year. And and probably the best barn suited for pro women's hockey right now. And I want them to be good, but I look at that team and I'm just kind of like, I'm glad you guys signed MGM because you need the forward depth. So. Yeah, I guess my one question before, I, like, I, I think we'll probably do another one of these as like the season approaches, and we can do like a full roster breakdown. But I, I'm not super familiar with the talent pool outside of the PHF because I didn't really watch the Dream Gap Tour, wasn't really keeping an eye on those players. So, I mean, it. I wouldn't say it was a surprise to me seeing how low some of those PHF players were drafted. Um, but I mean, what Lauren Gable was a fourth round pick f- yeah. for being the MVP of the league there. Like, I don't know. That's, that doesn't seem like outrageous or anything like that, but is, is that something that you were expecting or does that feel like it's maybe disrespecting the talent pool in the PHF or is that like, where you would evaluate it as well. I will preface with this. Sitting there and telling everybody to play nice was not going to go as expected. So they didn't. So they didn't. The PW was going to protect its own. It was. And I can confidently say the top lines in the PW or the PWHBA and on the Dream Gap Tour were probably better than a lot of the top lines. Not all, because I think the Pride were fucking stacked. Uh, and I think that Toronto probably would give a couple of those teams a run for their money as well. But the top line on a lot of those teams 
was probably better than a decent amount of PHF teams. The middle and bottom six of the of that talent pool was not. It was not. The PW was inherently national team players and Olympians on this gap, on this, we don't want to play in the PHF. And the rest was a place to play. And for everyone else, even in the PHF, it was a place to play. And I let them keep playing hockey. And it was about opportunity by the end that really needs to be emphasized is some options were better. And for PHF players, that stability to be in a place was better than, okay, well, I'm hubbed with Team Adidas, which might be based out of New England or it might be based out of Toronto or it might be, that might be based out of this hub. But then I'm playing at ASU one week and that's technically a home game for me. And then I'm playing in St. Louis the week after and that's a road game. And for some that wasn't feasible, especially for players like Jillian Dempsey, who still taught last year. I know she's not teaching this year, but still taught last year and things like that. So what I kind of forgot, what a lot of people got upset about on draft night was college players. Elena Mueller, college player. Chloe Arard, all that, all these players that kind of went second, third round. Some of them were college players that I can't guarantee would have picked the PHF, but some had. Some opted to play in the PHF, and I'm glad that they didn't get their wrist left, but the PW protected its own. And the PW made sure to save face and make sure that national team players went first and that from there, Lauren Gable played on Canada's national team, but for the most part was kind of up and down, should have played more during during the rivalry series last year, didn't crack a rivalry series roster, should have gone sooner. And uh, Danielle Marmer said that she expected her to go sooner. She knew when taking their third-round pick, that it was a risk that they wouldn't get Gable. And they got lucky, and they did. But I think that there was a... Hey, don't draft any of these PHF players on national TV. I think Lauren Gable might have been one of the exceptions, but it was kind of this... When we go to the other broadcast, yeah, go ahead and draft them. But once we're, you know, after the fifth round... You can draft as many PHF players as you want. And that's when you saw it. Sixth, seventh round was just bang, 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 bang. People, I get a good kick. Uh, it was out of the sixth or seventh round. I don't know the entire damn draft order, but five out of the six players had Boston Pride ties. <laughs> like we, uh, AT went, Flanny went, uh, I think both in the same round. I think either Chloe or Arbs who had signed with the Pride, but it was either people that had signed with the Pride for this season or had previously played for the Pride were drafted. Uh, I think Schroeds went in that round. I think Corinne Schroeder got drafted that round. Like To tell you how good the Boston Pride were, there was a whole round where Pride players got rattled off. So, you know, I think they understood the talent pool. I think they kind of knew that the middle and bottom six of the PHF was better than the PW. And that's not saying all. Not all got PW players got picked up, college players got picked up, and international players got picked up in that window. But I think you're going to see it. And then there was the the rule of if you signed a um, I can't remember what it was called waiver, but to stay where you were, they said that you had to be drafted in a certain round. So Amanda Levier got told, "You want your sympathy waiver? You will be drafted." 
in the fifth round or wherever she got drafted. And they told Minnesota, you have to draft her in the fifth round. And other sympathy players will be drafted in that round. I don't love the practice, but I love that those players at least still got to experience the feeling of getting drafted and the joy of it and all that, even though you kind of knew. And then they said, if not, you'll get a training camp invite, you know? And I think there was some that, you know, the whole pre-draft process, there is a lot. Michaela Grant-Mantis should have gotten taken. And MGM should have gotten taken around the same time Lauren Gable did. She's always been scorned by the national team in Canada. She's always been scorned by the PW. I don't know why. And Ottawa, it sucks that she went to Ottawa because if, if Toronto picked her up, I immediately would have told you Toronto is a, I don't know if it's going to be a cup or a trophy or a championship or what, but. Give me a belt. Uh, you know what? Let's do a belt. That'd be fucking awesome. Chris, get in on that branding team and make sure they're not called the fucking wicked. <laughs> um, the one, thing, one thing I want to sneak in there is that we've shat on the branding like a bit. The PWHL logo itself is probably the best I've seen in like in a sports league. Oh, it's sick. I it's like some people didn't, awesome. Some people didn't love it when it came out. I mean, like this is fucking great. It's fucking awesome. It, Listen, it, I didn't it's love just the so perfect. Logo. It's so perfect. Like, yeah, I was the, like the trying the PHF to... one was real uh just like graphic design is my passion kind of <laughs> <laughs> but no the but the the the, the, the P dubs logo Hell at God. least the league has their own branding Hell. like ready to go. I don't and have that's a that's not I... supposed to be he said it on the press conference that wasn't supposed to be the permanent logo. That's their tip <laughs> that's their tip and Stan kind of said it, he said it's grown on us so much. We're still going to introduce the second logo, but I can't tell you right now what's going to be the primary and what's going to be the secondary. And I'm like, keep this. This is awesome. No, but, it's it's great. I really, I really like it. Like, I really love that logo. I don't know. I hope I don't, maybe they should bring that person back in to do the logos for the rest of the teams. No, because in the wake, it's just going to be a W. The Wicked's just going to be that logo. <laughs> hey, Cam. Hey, hey, Cam. I, I don't want to do anything. I turned it off. Thing, I turned but, it off. Uh, it's it's now half. Three, three minutes into the half, and, <laughs> and Maryland has not scored yet. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll be lucky to score yet. We're t- we've missed 12 of our last 13 field goals. <laughs> Villanova's now up 44 to 15. <laughs> well... Go back to but, just cancel the season. But what what, what pisses me off about thinking about the logo brand? I hope that they don't try to do the wicked logo as like the Bruins logo. I hope they don't do like a, a spoke W, oh, yeah, which the W with the yeah, line. You can't. I no. I know that they're gonna want to, but yeah, and I'm glad that the Bruins are supporting it. But that's what always makes me interested. Like Danny has been a great GM, and she's been so open press wise, and it is. It is good to see that continuing because uh, we haven't officially reestablished a relationship with the team yet, but the GMs and the team presidents were always very good to us and very good to the fans and great to the media because they understand that fan-only places like Pride Diehards are going to roll in and ask random-ass questions or only Boston-centric questions or 
some of the most niche shit that I asked that would make Polly laugh last year because I honestly, by the end of the season, was just trying to make Polly genuinely ask me what the fuck. But that's not the point. Uh, but I'm glad that that is continuing. The fact that I, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I don't know if you guys are watching or listening back to any of the press conferences. And every press conference I've been in where I've gotten a question asked, I've tried to shoehorn the PHF or the Pride in in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> Make them acknowledge it. Oh, I, I for those first few, and now they're starting to again. Like I said, at the beginning, they would not acknowledge it. And I would sit there and just ask questions and be like, say it existed. Say it. <laughs> say my that, name. But the fact that Danny wouldn't acknowledge it never has sat right with me. And I don't want to criticize her or anything. I think she's doing great. I think she's a great person. I found it odd that the Bruins had such a good relationship with the Pride. And she was with the Bruins for so long. Uh, I believe she's been, she was there a few years, right? I know she was a trainer last year, but she was with the team the year prior when they, on Pride night, wore Pride jerseys. Wasn't she in player development with, yeah. you uh, shared with Adam a McQuaid? Link. Yeah, you shared a link with the Pride for at least two seasons, at least one, probably two seasons. The fact that you didn't, like, you saw it, you acknowledged it. Jillian Dempsey was painted on the wall that you walked into every day. Like, yeah, that didn't sit right with me that they wouldn't acknowledge it. But, like I've said, we're going into a new era, and I want that to be very stressed. If, uh, you know, I... I I've been able to vent some emotions that I haven't been able to yell at that. that I can usually norm- <laughs> normally only yell at Spencer because if I try to tell Kat, my darling fiance, she's like, I don't know, but good for you. Um, but I ain't reading all that, but I'm sorry that happened or I'm happy for you or whatever. The... You know, but uh, we're going into a new era and we've got to, we've got to, because this is what we have and people don't love hearing that i don't love hearing that and it took until getting jerseys for me to feel like okay i can get behind this team and it was hard and it's been a hard five months it's been a hard everything since that started july and it was the roughest two months on social media during the save our pack campaign to sit there and put on the brave face every morning and kind of be like Let's do this and let's try. And we got the team. And the let me say, it was, it was real tough just sitting there behind uh, the Bruce and Bruins account, just pressing that retweet button every time uh, hashtag Save Our Pack came. <laughs> I don't think I've I don't think I've thanked our fans enough for that. Uh, you know, they all they bought the merch. They they we had so many signs uh, signings on that petition to the point that that. Uh, they've never directly said it, but they've set a fan campaign. It's what made them relook at Boston and all that, at least according to Ian Kennedy. And truly insane that Boston was being taken off the table. Just like what the fuck? Yeah, Boston was being taken off the table because they knew people like us would have been pissed, <laughs> losing the pride. And lo and behold, you motherfuckers weren't expecting me to be so pissed that I was getting a team no matter what. Um, but I, I truly am so grateful for the people in the community that we built and all, every single person that we had. And I feel a little bad that our followers skyrocketed so much throughout that campaign, but I, I am forever grateful for what those fans did and for what they did for us, but it, it was hard. And so people have been kind of looking at us and been critical of us and said, 
how can you be so woo into the new era? I promise you, I promise all of you if you're listening, because you know we're going to retweet this. And and, and and a lot of you listen when we retweet stuff, these shows. And I just know it really was hard for all of us as well coming into this. But we're trying our hardest to be the most welcoming into this and into this new era. And we're putting on the brave face, but we we will. We'll get excited, and I'm already going to start ripping up the goal graphics once we can get those media day photos and once we can get the press access. And, uh, you know, I promise you guys that if the league won't, we always will acknowledge and love the history that we had, and we're thankful for where we started with you guys, and we miss our team like hell. And it was a really rough weekend for me two weekends ago. One, not getting to go up, not getting to come back up to Boston and come home and, and go to Warrior. And two, getting all those memory refreshes on my phone and on my Snapchat about it and about the banner raisings and all that. But I know that I've kind of gone off on this on this sad little tangent, but I promise you guys this new era is exciting. And no one from the team in PWHL Boston is contact hasn't even been established or reached out yet. But we all can do this together, I promise you. And in a year's time, it might not feel the same, but in two, three years' time, it's going to be something that we just kind of laughed about and said, but hey, we're here. We're back. I mean... And we're I, the wicked diehards. We're the wicked, wicked. Diehards, baby. <laughs> and to say the least, I can't... For reasons of those players, I can't say who, but multiple have reached out and said that They've thanked all of you. They've thanked all of us. And they have said, a lot of them have said, they hope that they get the chance to lace up for Boston again. So in two, three years, hopefully we get to see a lot of friends come home. Hell yeah. Um, Before we wrap up, I do have to break it to you. We're going to have to bleep out every time you said new era because no free advertising. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. It's a a rebuck. Reebok, yeah, Reebok. That's fine. Um, what is our official sponsor of the Bowling Green Hot Rods? I don't know. We get a lot of merch. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Villanova is our official sponsor now. <laughs> oh, sorry, Cam. Hashtag sorry, Cam. Um, yeah, uh, that's a good episode, Oliver. We're gonna have to check in with you uh, as the season goes along, too. Um, I rambled for 40 minutes. I, <laughs> that's that's fine. It was very stupid of us to think that we were going to talk any Bruins on this podcast. <laughs> well, they I can talk about the therapeutic problems if you want me to. I can. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, thank you, Oliver. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for having me. You guys are not welcome. Thanks, Cam and Chris, I guess. Thanks, me. You're welcome, Drew. Thanks, me. Yeah, most. You're welcome, Drew, I guess. I took on the honor of hosting uh when i was pre-gaming so while his tummy hurts gotta be <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's being all right thanks to DraftKings and thanks to uh raycon sometimes sometimes raycon. yeah sometimes raycon the very get a, toxic get a relationship pair of get duped that we have with raycon <laughs> get us on weekends like <laughs> raycon just doesn't always call back when we want them to it's just kind of a thing but we'll figure that out it's, raycon, raycon, it's a trust text, issue and they've oh, left me on trust issue. <laughs> raycon's proud of us but they're also disappointed yeah it's because <laughs> we take their ad reads so seriously anyway <laughs> everybody thanks for listening uh, we'll be back. Be-